Please be seated. As I said at the beginning, the topic is on faith, mustard seed faith. Jesus, if you look at Luke chapter 17, Jesus said to his disciples that they ought to forgive. The disciples had difficulty because Jesus said, if someone comes to you at the seventh time and said, I repent, you ought to forgive. In other words, Jesus said, you have to forgive innumerable times. The disciples were <laughs> finding it very hard and they thought it was a difficult task. So they prayed to Jesus saying that increase our faith, increase our faith. Let me have a supersize faith. We need more faith. You know, this is what we always see among ourselves as well. Uh, if I had faith, I would have not lost this person. If I had more faith, I would have done this extraordinary job. Uh, I wish I have more faith. This is what we commonly hear from our friends. I wish I have more faith. But Jesus says you need only a mustard seed size faith. In other words, Jesus says you need small faith. When we look at disciples' prayer, increase our faith, it appears to be a genuine prayer, a legitimate prayer. Increase our faith. Why it appeared a genuine prayer? There could be some reasons. Because Jesus called two people, people of great faith, uh, to a man, a Gentile man, who said, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Just say a word, my servant will be all right. And Jesus said, a man of great faith. To the Syrophoenician women, the Canaanite women, Jesus looked at her and said, women, your faith is great. But when it comes to his own disciples, he looked at them and said, you people of little faith, men of little faith. That could be the reason the disciples said, increase our faith. And we also think that faith is very important because I have a Herculean task. To complete this task, I need more faith. I need a lot of faith. Oh, your task is very less, so you need less faith. Sometimes we also think in that line. Whether task is big or small, we need a mustard seed size faith. We also think that faith is something like you store up a lot of faith in your house 
and whenever you need, you just spend your faith. It's like you have currency uh, in, in your home. Whenever you need faith, you just spend your uh, uh, currency. You just spend your faith. Looking at all that, Jesus simply says unto us, you need faith, and that faith should be small, a mustard seed size faith, a mustard seed size faith. We have faith on many things. When I opened, uh, when I open a juice bottle, I simply open it because I know that it is not contaminated. I know, I, I believe in the brand. Uh, so an act of faith, I opened it. It's an act of faith. I believe in the brand. When I drive my car on a bridge, uh, when I drive, I have acted in faith because I believe uh, that the people who built the bridge, they built it well and it will not collapse when I travel on it. Yes, I act in faith. Um, <clears throat> I also have faith on time. I, I believe that time heals uh, and I act on faith by waiting because time reveals uh, things. So I acted in faith. I believe in the time. And also, I believe in people. I believe that this particular task can be completed by this person, so I believe in the person. And some of us, we believe in our own abilities, and therefore we act in uh, a faith. So we all do action of faith all the time. We, we act in faith. What is faith? Faith means complete trust in God. When we talk about Christian faith, faith means complete trust in God. God is sovereign. God is seated on the throne. He will accomplish his purposes. His kingdom grows continually. There is no stop of his kingdom. His, grow, his kingdom grows continually. I believe in God. That's a promise. Uh, when Jesus, 800 years before Jesus' birth, prophet Isaiah said, his kingdom shall grow continually. Whether anybody participates in it or not, whether I am part of it or not, whether I support his kingdom or not, his kingdom grows continually. And nobody can stop it. And his purposes will always be accomplished. I believe in God. I have faith in God. Because I have faith in God, I'm going to act accordingly. But then the question comes to us, why there is evil around us if God is on the throne? Why we have to suffer? Why there is injustice? Why there is evil? This question comes to us. But evil, God is not the author of evil. He did not bring evil on this earth. We have opted for it. We have chosen it. Adam and Eve have opted for it. And therefore, the problem came to this world. Let us not blame God. 
we have chosen evil and therefore the evil is growing among us but god has not abandoned us he has come in the form of jesus to save us he is not the author of evil but he has come to help us he has come to bring an end to the evil that is around us again the question comes we see the evil growing continually we see injustice everywhere yes we see that but god is still on the throne his purposes will always be accomplished to make a simple illustration i thought i should use this you have uh, probably played chess chess is a mind game you you play with your opponent and you use some powers and you uh, progress and at the end if the king is uh, uh, at check and if the king is not going to be moved and king is uh, going to be killed then you are won the match now if i play but i always uh, uh, I, I, i i always face defeat because the one with whom i play is always good and if you play with master chess player he will always win because he knows how to make moves and see that he achieves his goal god is a master chess player he is on the throne and his purposes will always be accomplished it may appear that the evil is triumphing but god will be always uh, uh, triumphant so i believe in god we think that science is superior we think that science has taken over the religion because science gives proof religion doesn't give proof but if you look at very closely science operates in the realm of faith science operates in the realm of faith how does science scientific research takes place you come up with a question you uh, make empirical observation and you come up with a question and with that question you make a hypothesis when you make hypothesis you apply some scientific method to experiment it when you experiment it you come to a conclusion which gives you the proof that whatever hypothesis that you have raised is true but how you come to that conclusion because you had faith in that method that you have employed not only that science operates on the premise that nature is ordered in a uh, uh, sorry um, nature is ordered in a natural and intelligent way the nature is ordered in uh, in a natural and intelligent way in a rational way otherwise if you if you get into the research thinking that everything is meaningless everything is in uh, disorder you will not come to any conclusion so when you go for research you go with faith science operates in the realm of faith
But in Christianity, we go with evidence. Some evidence or proof itself. Some evidence will lead you to the proof. You may have to wait, but we operate in the uh, uh, we we operate in the realm of uh, uh, evidence. Okay, let me explain this. In my previous position uh, as a pastor of Holy Trinity Church in Dubai, one of the ministries that I was doing was wedding ministry. We solemnized many, many weddings, at least one wedding a week. We are the authorized centers, uh, we are authorized center by the government to run weddings. So I had to meet with several couples. Most of the couples were genuine, and some marriages were marriages of con uh, convenience. So I had to check, as a church, we shouldn't be knowingly doing the mistake. So every couple who come and sit with me for class, I ask this question to the boy as well as to the, to the man as well as to the woman. I ask, how do you know that she loves you? And I look at the woman and ask the same question, how do you know that he loves you? Because the relationship that they are entering is purely based on love. And that love should be genuine. So I ask this question, how do you know that she loves you or he loves you? They don't come with proof. You know, they cannot cut open their heart and show that, look, this man is inside my heart. Look, this girl is in my heart. They cannot come up with proof, but they come up with evidence. Look at his speech. In his speech, I see love. In his body language, I see love. The gift that he brought to me, I see the love. In the surprises that she brought to me, I know that she loves me. It is relational, and we have enough evidence to show that I am in love with her, and she is in love with me. When we talk about Christian faith, it is exactly like that. Our God is a personal God. He is relational. He is not impersonal. He is not a mission. He is personal. He comes in the form of Jesus to interact with us, to live with us, to join with us on our side. And he is the one who created me, created me in a very unique way. I am different than the other. Everyone is uniquely created. And, and he knew that I am helpless. So he came and died for me on the cross and helped me. And he has loved me, which enough evidence I see through the scriptures. By reading the scriptures, I know his character. I know his nature. I know his trait. I know how he acted in history. He is on the throne and he is wanting to have relationship with me and I am having relationship with him. He loves me and I love him. That is what faith. I love him and he loves me. You know, 
Christian faith is not by sight. It is by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. I have known this Lord Jesus, and I make clear step every day to walk with him. It's an act of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. In, in other place, this is whatever I said is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. In other place, uh, uh, the writer to Hebrews very clearly said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Since I have faith in God, since Jesus is on the right side of the Father praying for all of us, since he's going to come back, I will continue to act in faith. There are two things I shouldn't be doing if, if I have faith in God. Number one, I should never ever say, I am ruined, I am destroyed, I am gone, I am dead. The disciples cried to Jesus and said, we are ruined. The boat is going to be capsized. Jesus got up and he scolded them. It's one of the few occasions he scolded them. Where is your faith? Since God is on the throne, we have faith uh, for today, tomorrow, and forever. Don't ever give up hope in your life because God is there on the throne. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. The second thing, I can never ever say that he is hopeless. There is no hope in him. He is useless. There's nothing is possible from this person. I cannot say that because I believe in God. I believe in God. If you look at uh, why, uh, you know, Jesus says you have to have a small faith, a mustard seed side of faith. If you read James chapter 2, verses 21 uh, to 26, the writer to James, oh, James is the one who wrote, he made comparison with two uh, faithful uh, people of the Old Testament. Two people he compared. Very interestingly, he compared uh, uh, Rahab with Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith, and he has no problem to put Rahab alongside with Abraham. Both of them were declared righteous, not because of their profession, not because of their religion, not because of their gender, not because of anything, because they have faith in God. Abraham became righteous, religious man, pious man who obeyed God, and he was righteous. It's all because of his faith in God. Rahab, a prostitute, a one who is rejected by the society. But she is also declared righteous. It's all because of her faith in God. And she now, because of her faith, she became now part of the mainstream. She is part of the people of God. Why mustard seed, then Jesus said, you have to have a small faith. Why mustard seed, Jesus said. There are some comparisons people make. This is the smallest you know, we cannot say that this is the smallest, but a small seed which grows big, 20 feet height and 20 feet wide it can grow. Yes, 
you have small faith in God that can grow big. And mustard seed can grow in all soil, clay as well as sandy soil. It can grow everywhere. The faith in Jesus can uh, be part of any person in this world. And mustard seed can grow in all climatic conditions, cold, uh, uh, heat, uh, any climatic condition it can grow. And even if it is cut down, if you cut down the trunk, it still grows, it still grows. So faith is like that. When you go through difficult times, when you go through a uh, tough situation, you, your, your faith is still there. It cannot go. You, you can keep your faith. That's the reason Paul says, what can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And he gives the list of it. Mustard seed, ordinary, small uh, uh, seed that, be, that makes big. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, you see the list of the heroes of faith. 22 heroes of faith uh, are given in Hebrews chapter 11. Ordinary people with the mustard seed size faith became extraordinary, great. Ordinary people moved mountains, planted mulberry tree inside the sea. Ordinary people became extraordinary, all because of small faith in God. Now, I want to bring an illustration from George Muller. George Muller, when he started his orphanage, he had only two shillings, very less amount. But in his lifetime, he received $7 million to build orphanages, to take care of thousands of uh, orphans, and to maintain the orphanages. $7 million, more than that. And he never asked anyone money. He always asked his need to the Lord. So a great person, an ordinary faith made him extraordinary. An ordinary faith made him a man of great faith. In this passage, Jesus comes up with the small parable. The parable is this, that when your servant comes home from work in the field, you don't ask him to immediately uh, uh, sit and eat his meal. No, no, you don't do that. What you do that is that you will say to him that you are my slave, go and prepare my food for me, serve me, after that you can go and eat yourself. Now Jesus said this, why did he say this? You know, when your faith makes you great, still remember that you are servant of God. Still you are uh, created uh, by God. You have to remember that you are the creation. You are being created by God. Do not take the upper hand. 
with your small faith god only made everything big don't rate yourself high be humble and be a servant we are unworthless servants unworthless slaves we have done only what we ought to have done say this then the question comes to us wow i have toiled for the lord i have worked for the lord no reward for me no 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 please don't think that your reward is there if you look at all the miracles which jesus performed the healing that he performed at the end of every miracle he looked at them and said your faith has made you well you are well because of your faith god always gives credit to what is due to us let us not worry about having extraordinary faith super size faith x x x l faith no we all need to have little faith that god exists and he gives reward to those who seek him george muller very finely said a very very beautifully said which i will read faith does not operate in the realm of possible there is no glory to god there is no glory to god in that which is humanly possible faith begins where man's power ends may the dear lord help us so that we always hold the mustard seed of faith god bless us all amen